it's hard when you lose people. It's hard when you lose the people you love. I lost someone this week that I love who, he was a pivotal part of my growing up, my childhood, and he happens to be somebody that a lot of people know or knew from the television. That person is or was David L. Lander, a.k.a. Squiggy Squigmon, a.k.a. My Godfather. Yes, I don't know if everybody knows, and it's it's not something that I always, like, would talk about a lot as a kid. Obviously, I get a little, I don't know. I was, I, I think I was a little embarrassed as a kid uh, because he was so big time, and I was living in Topanga Canyon in filth on welfare, and he was, he was Mama L's friend. Okay, they went back. They went back to the old hippie, hippie, hippie hangout. And he wanted to be the godfather when my mom got pregnant. He was like, I'm, I'll be your godfather for that child. And he brought a baseball bat and a glove to UCLA Student Center. <laughs> my mom was uh, on welfare, so she gave birth to me with the help of students at the UCLA hospital. Um, but David showed up there when I was born and he brought a bat and a glove cause he was a baseball freak fan. He was a fan of the pirates, the Pittsburgh pirates. He, uh, I remember one time when I was little and he took me to a game in the Dodger stadium and the Dodgers won and he didn't fucking talk the rest of the day. And I was like, damn. And I guess that was like my mom's dad, who I didn't really know, Poppy Phil, the grandpa. I met him a couple times when I was little in New York and in Las Vegas. We had a quick time together, me and my grandpa. He was looking after me one afternoon in Las Vegas. Don't ask me why I was there. I was four years old. I didn't have a lot to do with it. I don't know where my mom was, as usual kind of deal. And I went to the bathroom and then I came out and my grandpa goes, hey, did you remember? And I go, yeah, yeah, I wiped my pussy. So... I was a bit over the top, uh, but my godfather accepted me, loved me, took care of me. He was so great to me. He and his wife, uh, they took me and bought me underpants. I don't know if you know my story, but I didn't have underwear for a very long time, my life, my childhood. And my godfather and his wife took me out and got me said underpants. So. That's real people, real friends. If you want to be a godparent of a kid and you find out that kid doesn't have underpants, maybe you want to buy the kid some underpants. So they were fantastic. So having my godfather be Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley and growing up in Hollywood and being able to go and watch, you know, film before a live studio audience. I mean, it was all, it was. it was it, And it was real people. It wasn't even like now where... You know, I've had these jobs where I just go and I get paid $8 an hour under the table to sit in an audience to look like the television show is really popular so we can all sit around and be like, yeah, this is the best show ever, but they're actually paying us to be there. This wasn't like that. Laverne and Shirley, Happy Days. Um, what else did I add? Mork and Mindy. Like, these were all shows that actually had people that would show up and be, and be excited to be in the audience, you know? So... I was really, really lucky to have that 
be have him be a part of my life and uh and also you know he told me a lot of crazy stories i mean david lander aka squiggy to a lot of you aka other things that he's played in many movies i mean he kept working even though he had ms fucking badass dude he was fucking badass but also before lenny and squiggy he was part of a group that was a comedy political group called uh, The Credibility Gap. And they played college radios, but they only, the funny thing was, was they only lasted a couple times on each college because they would get kicked off. Because they were so outrageously satirical and did all these crazy characters and made fun of politics and religion and shit like that in the, you know, 70s. Like, that was major. And uh, so... He was in this group with Christopher Guest, who I don't know if you guys know who Christopher Guest is, but Christopher Guest wrote and, and directed and starred in Waiting for Guffman, uh, Best in Show, um, the one about the, the a Mighty Wind, like all those like mockumentaries, you know, with all the same cast, like Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and all those. So Christopher Guest and my godfather were together in this group called The Credibility Gap. And then, and he also would do this character that, and Nigel, that ended up being on Spinal Tap. Yeah. And how fucked up that my godfather didn't get to get on Spinal Tap because he was already sick when that started filming. So it's so fucked up. But he, he remained so sharp, so witty. I'm so fucking blessed that I got to see him before I moved uh, out of state for a while. I went and visited him and I brought him some Bic lighters because he was struggling with MS. So the only thing that made him feel better was to smoke weed. And so I like to smoke weed. My godfather liked to smoke weed. And I asked my little sister, my god sister, what can I bring him when I go to visit him? I'm going to visit him. What can I bring? I want to bring him something that he'll really enjoy. Should I bring him weed? And she goes, no, no, no. He's got that weed. Bring him Bic lighters. And I was like, that should, it done, done. Handful of Bic lighters come into the house, go into, well, I don't, they don't let me in the house, but you know what I mean? I'm, I'm in the place in the, in the yard. My godfather comes out on his little, his little scooter comes out and he's like, Hey, how's it going, Jessica? And I go, Hey, how's it going, daddy? Oh, and, uh, we had a really good rep, uh, rapport. And I said, uh, I brought you some lighters, man. And he goes, all right. And then he like, wheel, uh, motors over to them and he grabs them all and he goes, okay, take care. And I was like, oh shit, that's it. You know, what's great about people who are really in their being, they have no qualms about telling you what the fuck they're doing and they don't care. They're like, you know what? I don't care if you take this personally, or if you think that I'm just like going to ignore you, I need to go inside, use these fucking big lighters and get a little high now. Thank you for your time. Good night. And I was like, yes, you know, I'm inspired by that shit because my little sister has told me stories about sitting in the yard with her mom and her dad and the, the mom being like, and kind of going off on a little bit of a, of a complainy, like first world problem shit. And then she turns and looks at her dad and her dad has just got, you know, my godfather has just got his head tilted up towards the sky and the sun is shining down on him and he's really looks like he's just enjoying that moment and that peace and that love. And so I said to my sister, fuck yeah, that's, he's the inspiration that we want to take. I mean, this motherfucker been sick for like 30 some odd years, 
still working. And in comedy, like, man, you can't stop a comic. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we try, like, this whole shutdown, fucking, <laughs> you think comics have stopped? No, they're in parking lots, they're in fucking uh, drive-in theaters, they're on the corner of a, of a mountain or on the top of a rooftop somewhere. There is no stopping comics. You can get sick. You could get married or have children. You're never going to stop doing comedy if you're a real comic. You need it. Like, you need... This is how come I do this every week. Because, twice a week, bitch. Because I need it. I need to show up. And I need to get it all out. I mean, Jesus Christ. My godfather died this week. A legend. He's a fucking legend. And I just had to give him so much love. That's... You know what? I'll do my first 10 minutes on my godfather. I'll do my last 10 minutes on this motherfucker. I, I, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. But I'm glad you're here with me. And I appreciate you showing up and being consistent with me. During all this madness, consistency and health, probably the... And love. All right, I'll throw in love. Because you know what? We got to fucking love each other a little bit more during all this. Because everyone is out of their fucking minds. Why? Nine months locked up alone? Are you fucking crazy? We're not supposed to do this. I know. I've had Buddhist classes before. Don't fuck with me. I, I'm, I'm studying the uh, precepts and all that. Because you know why? We can go without shelter. We can even go without food. But you know what we can't go without? Other people community and shit. I mean, this is like, this is ultra madness. So you know that I'm blessed with many, many new friends in my building complex. I am blessed. I got, I, I've told you this before, but I'll tell you again because I cannot get over it. When I discovered the day, the morning that my godfather had died, I woke up at 5.30, bow, like that. Just, oh, and the only time I ever have woken up at 5.30 like that, when Case died, and when my mama died, so I was like, huh, somebody died. And I thought maybe it was the pirate. God, I hope not. But he didn't. He didn't die. Uh, how do I know? There's been a check-in. Don't worry. I'm not. He has not. He doesn't have my address. He's in another area. Anyway, don't get all fucking weird about it. Okay. <sighs> so my godfather, I find out the morning of, I call my sis, and she's like, yeah. Then I go downstairs to check the mail. There's Pepper, my black angel of the morning, darling, yeah. He had, he's the one who brought me the turkey and all the to Thanksgiving fixings that night of Thanksgiving. He's like, you want to play? Yeah, sure. Oh, fuck you. Two giant styrofoam filled with food. Pepper, his name is Pepper, and he's my angel. And I don't know if you remember, but back on 302 Alexandria, where I used to live in Hollywood, I had a black angel over there that used to bring me food and a little weed too. Yes. Remember my nickel? Do you remember him? Anyways, if you don't remember, go back and listen to some other older shows. So I'm making pals with everybody in the building. I'm cooking pumpkin bread. I'm passing out fucking lasagna. I'm getting doobies. Like I got a plate of food I, I, the night that my godfather died. The pepper comes over, brings me a plate of food. I'm like, motherfucker, this is so Jewish. I love you. Thank you. Do you know that us as Jews, and we can't sit Shiva right now. I can't even see my family because nobody can see each other, right? Can't sit Shiva, but one of the traditions, the Jewish 
life. <laughs> this is how non-Jewish I was raised. But I try, try to embrace my heritage. Uh, uh, but my mom, you know, got a nose job and changed her name before I was born. blah de blah Shame. Um, so, so I... Uh, was so blessed with this plate of food because that's what a shiva thing is, is you sit at home, you cover all the windows, you sit somewhere uncomfortable, and everybody brings food over, and then you talk about the dead, and you tell stories and stuff about the dead. But that didn't, you know, I didn't get that, except for Pepper blessing me. I mean, come on, you all, you all. And then my mama Z, you know, homegirl across the way with the mohawk, you know, the lady, the native lady in her 60s, who's now my, like, best pal. Of course she is. This is who I am. I attract angels, goddesses, witches, and the like. I'd say there are a few elves in that chat room right now. So I am invited on Sunday evening to go out with Mama Z to a lowrider cruise. I'm like going to slip off this chair. I'm so moist right now. Moist! That's right, bitch. I fucking say that word. And you know why? Because it's healthy. Who wants a dry fucking pussy? You know what I'm saying? Like, who, why did everybody get so mad when WAP came out? I was like, exactly, ladies, exactly. Good pH, a good little moistness and wetness of it all. Anyway, so I get invited to this lowrider goddamn cruise. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I like said yes before she had the, the second word out of her mouth. I was like, yes, you know, lowrider, yes. And... Oh my goodness. I mean, anyone and everyone knows. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a Karen from the, the offices of the inside of Hobby Lobby. Bitch, you love a lowrider. Don't lie. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. The sparkle of it all. That chip paint, paint, that like glitter. Oh my God. So goddamn beautiful. All of them. From, there was cars from the 30s, it, like the 30s, where I was freaking out. And here's me, here's me, you know, I'm masked up. I got a, I got a big, my, my fake fur coat on and I'm hustling about my hood. But here's me, so excited. Oh, I get so excited and I can't help it. So I'm filming stuff and I'm taking pictures and I'm like, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie. I don't, I'm just screaming. I'm the only one, really, who's screaming so much. I, I, re I was like, oh, sorry. And then Mama Z is like, you know, she's strolling with me. She's got her little cane. She's like cruising. She's passing out the paper for the homeless. Like there's this homeless paper that she works with. And uh, get the information out to the people. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? She knows a bunch of the homeless dudes that we pass on the street. She's like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, mama. And everybody hugging and everything. And I'm like, these motherfuckers just hugging away. I mean, mask, but hugging. You know, I'm like back in the, don't, hey, six feet. <laughs> like all scared in the fucking back, you know? Wet ass pussy. Yes, whap. And, um, people are so mad at moist. Anyways, uh, so she takes me to downtown and we go and we're, and we take the bus together. And she's like, she goes, first of all, she, she goes, I'm going to be ready at 420. She goes, be ready at 420. I'm like, this stoner, mm, I love her. She reminds me of my aunt Vicky. Like, you know how my aunt Vicky's like, hello, we're going to smoke weed. And this lady's like, Hey, 420. I'm like, damn, I got my auntie here too now. Mama auntie. So 420 ready. Okay. 
well, I just made a lasagna. Yeah, motherfuckers, because I'm trying to stay calm. Okay, so I've never cooked before. I think I told you last week, a bowl of cereal was my delicacy. Why do I keep wanting to finger myself? Um, so I, well, why not? I mean, really, who doesn't want to all the time? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> anyway, I have to keep peering at my notes. So uh, uh, she takes me, so she takes me down there. We're on the bus. We cruise the bus. We're fucking chilling. She's having a great time. I'm having a great time. But then all of a sudden, I notice she's sitting on the floor. And I'm like, ooh, she's sitting on the ground over there with old Joey or, I don't know, it's some wire-wrapping fella that was sitting there. And she's like, go check out Joey's wares. Check out Joey's wares. And I'm like, look, I'm not buying anything from Joey tonight. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I was just on the mission to look at hot dudes and hot cars. So I keep walking down Central Ave and all these fucking hot cars with hot dudes inside. But then you look on the passenger seat and there's some fucking... What? I know you're not fucking looking at my man right now because I'll fucking fuck you up. And I'm like, ah! Like, I, you know, you have to be careful, like, how much eye contact or not contact. And I guess someone had gotten a little too friendly or not uh, over at the corner down the street. And all of a sudden, these four dudes just fucking run up on this one big-ass truck. And they're like, oh, yeah, Holmes? What up now, Essie? What up now, Holmes? Yeah, pull it out, Holmes. Pull it out. Yeah, pull it out, fucker. Pull it out. And I was like, whoop, I better start walking the other way because I know they're not talking about a dick. You know what I mean? Pull it out. They're not talking dicks. They're talking guns. It's Albuquerque. Everybody says to me, that's so Albuquerque. And I go, what do you mean? That it's like the wild, wild motherfucking West? And they're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Really? Okay. Ah, like who knew this shit? It's so pretty. And like, it's just so gorgeous and all that. But the thing is, guns are everywhere here. Everyone, you can carry here. You know what I mean? Like you can open carry or whatever. So all the stores have signs that are like, please don't bring your gun in here, please. Please don't bring your gun inside. That would be great if you didn't bring your gun. So I, I was, I heard the homeboy pull it out. I say pull it out, homes. And I'm like ah. And so I, you know, this is me with my, <laughs> my phone filming everything. Ah. So I turn. And I start walking up the block and mama's like right behind me. I'm like, yeah, mama, you know, she, he wasn't talking about dicks. And she's like, you got that right, girl. And so we, uh, we kept walking, but, um, it was absolutely beautiful, 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 beautiful. And apparently, uh, there's way more going on usually, but everything's shut now because it's all fucking Corona's, you know? So everyone's like, everyone's in their car, windows up, you know, fucking everyone outside is masked on. I mean, it's just insane, but still some fine ass fools. I got to tell you who I was attracted to the most. I'm sure you know. Who knows who I was attracted to the most? The fools that rushed the truck. You're exactly right. Thank you. Thank you for understanding and knowing me and still loving me despite all of my shortcomings. <laughs> what are the shortcomings, Jessica? You're just attracted to criminals. They say you're attracted to the, the same type of people that you were raised with. So it just makes sense, you guys. It just makes sense. Okay. Um, I must tell you, I am getting a lot of, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of love for my haircut out here. Like, and, and I, and I like it, but it's very long now. Like it's, uh, someone sent me a picture of a guy from a band from the eighties, a band called Brazil. <laughs> I've never heard of this band, but 
fuck you if he didn't look exactly like me. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm a handsome, that's a handsome profile right there, okay? So he fucking, he and I are like twin size. And um, uh, this man sent it to me also, a, a great friend of mine, a, a male, a gay male who I enjoy tremendous. This is very much like a cockatiel. I could go on all day with the hairdo. Anyways, I'm getting the love from the streets uh, on the hair. And uh, listen, let me tell you what's happening out here. There's nothing open except, here we go, ready? Sprouts, suck it. Uh, Walmart, oh my God. Dollar General, it's not a dollar. And Dollar Tree, you can get some witchcraft shit in there. So, okay, so there's not much choice, right? You don't have a lot of fucking choices. So what do I do? I get the produce from the fucking sprouts with all the politey, whitey, uptighties. And it's too much. It's too expensive. And I fucking hate them. And even when I try to say what's up to people that work there, they want to give me attitude like I'm some bitch that came in and complained about the artichokes last week. You know what I mean? I'm not that bitch. So... Slow your roll, Sprouts workers. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me get over to Walmart. And I was raised so anti-box stores, so anti-corporation. I was raised, okay, long story, but shorter. I was flooded. Okay, I live with Mama L in Topanga Canyon, and we got flooded when I was a little kid. Like, flooded, like, to the point where you flooded, like, you got nothing left. Like, that shit is done. And, and yeah, we only were shopping at the thrift shop before the flood. But still, you got some beautiful rugs at the thrift shop. Maybe you got a couple Buddhas at the thrift shop. Mama, you know, maybe I got a side of a, I got a doll or something or a fucking stuffed animal. Anyway, everything gone, over, flooded, disaster. Okay. And that means you got to go to the relief center. Where do they go when you get into a disaster? Red Cross. So we go to the Red Cross. We stay the night in a couple of nights in the gymnasium of the fucking school in Malibu because we're in Topanga Canyon. But Topanga Canyon is totally separate from Malibu. Like people go, Ooh, you lived in Malibu? Damn, you must've been rich. And I'm like, nah, look up Topanga Canyon where Charlie Manson lived. Oh, I don't know, a bunch of naked-ass fucking hippies howling at the moon on a full one. Yeah, that's how I grew up. Naked, all the time. Everybody naked. Not a nudist colony. Not a commune. Not that structured. Just naked. And I'm pretty sure I breastfed off five different ladies. You know, just, you know? And they were like, here, just take it. It's free and it's love. I'm an icon, I'm an icon, and I'll show you my titties as an icon. So, we lose everything. Out of there, Red Cross, show up at the Red Cross. The Red Cross lady says, hey, we have uh, credit cards for you that have money on them so you can go shopping and re-up some of the goodies that you lost. So here you are, Miss Mama L. Here's a card. Mama L looks at the card. The card is from Kmart. I'm excited as fuck. I'm like, get that Kmart, get that Kmart card. We've never been to Kmart, but I want a Kmart card. I've never had a pair of underpants at this point in my life. I would like some underpants from Kmart. So she looks at the Kmart card and she goes, what the fuck is this? Oh, fuck this. And she throws it back at the Red Cross lady. Mmm. Huh. This is a bitch. Okay, I should have been used to being upset at this lady 
AKA mama, uh, because she raised me a, a vegan on welfare. That's just un, that's just not smart. Uh, now she's turning down free shit from Kmart. Again, unwise, you know? And you'd think this lady, well, why would I think she was smart? Cause she's my mom. You automatically just assume those things. As a grown up, I now know, not smart. So we never did get those Kmart things. My mom was like, could you, oh God. And then she wants to complain to me afterwards when we leave, Jesse, fuck those guys. I mean, do you think I could get a Buddha at Kmart? Like, I, I really don't know. I'm, you know, I'm eight. So I, I'm just sad that I lost all, you know, the 17 or things that I had. I like, I was more upset that I lost the fucking, uh, uh, hoo -hoo -ha, hoo -hoo -ha. records. I had comedy records. Okay. I have, I have to, uh, I have to, um, I have to talk about what's going on in the chat room right now. I know if you're just listening to this as a podcast, this might be strange, but I'm going to say it. There's a woman in the, in the chat room right now who is a medium and she does speak spirits come and bother her. And I'm going to tell you something uh, right now, she says, that's why I don't come to the video, because your family won't shut up. LOL. And that's what's happening. Do you understand? My godfather is now back with my mom, and they're talking mad fuck craziness. I don't know from where or, or what's happening, but I get it. Everyone's all excited. They want to chat. Now, here's the thing. The day that I found out that my godfather had passed, I was going through some paperwork and I pulled out a couple things that I wanted to look at about Case. Now Case, if you don't know, is my ex-boyfriend who died a few years ago. The whole reason I moved back to Los Angeles and Case has his own little envelope, envelope, I don't know how you say it, that's dedicated to all his art and all the cards that he ever gave me and everything that notes and shit that he had sent me. I keep in my box. <laughs> Excuse me. And I go to, I, and his death date is coming up. It's in a couple of weeks. And so I thought, well, let me pull out a couple of things. I'm going to read a couple of maybe poems from him. I'm thinking about him. I'm thinking about death is on my mind. Death becomes her. <laughs> and what flies out of the fucking envelope that I've never seen before in my life, but this charm Right here. Yeah, you can see it. It's a moon. It's a moon man charm. It was not in the... This is not something that I goddamn put in that envelope. Do you understand? This is not something that was in the envelope that was like, oh, this is part of Case's thing. No, I know what's in that envelope. I've opened it four years in a row. This time, this thing flies out and I go, oh, okay spirits much? I mean, come on. How do we deny? How are we still denying that there is a different realm around here that a lot of us just can't see or refuse to see or understand? Okay. So a gift from Case. And I have to just tell you, for those of you, all the witches in the chat room and all the lovers that are listening, this is a moon. He was a cancer. Cancer's ruled by the moon. Shut the fuck up. I'm not, I'm not playing. I don't, pl 
play here. I don't play here. I mean, I play because I want to have fun, but I don't lie. Case is a beautiful man. Case was my boyfriend who who died when we were supposed to meet up. He died 10 days before we were supposed to have our time together. He relapsed on accident and he died. It's very sad. Oh, my friends uh, were really ultra sad. But the thing that's fucking crazy, I do have a moon by my heart too. Thanks, Megan. You're right. Oh my God, Megan, so much love to you. Also, you know I want to give a shout out to, big shout out, to my girl Sani in um, UK. Sani, hello girl. I'm going to sound like fucking, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. I sound like a Lucky Charms or something, but I just have to say, I have to say she has been uh, sharing my show and show and asking people to uh, subscribe and listen from my Stitcher and my Spotify, and I just have to say thank you. And thank you to anybody who's sharing and, and doing all that stuff. It's really helpful to me because I'm a, I'm a vibe, you know? I'm a certain vibe. I mean... I have a great story, and I tell you guys great stories every week. So if people like to hear great stories and they want to watch a lady who enjoys her life and enjoys the stories that she has to tell you, then goddamn it, tune the fuck in. You know what I'm saying? What else do we have? What else are we doing right now? We're really not doing much. So anything that helps you maintain a positive attitude, have a good time, get out of your own head for half an hour, 40 minutes or so, you know, isn't it the fucking best? I mean, I know I look forward to shit, and I'm like, yeah. Hell yeah. So I am finally accepting who the fuck I am, and it's wonderful. And I really recommend it to everybody. You have to just be who you are. I was so ashamed of who I was, my story, all my shit that I came with for so long. And now finally I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. And you know what helps? You! You fucking help. Yes, thank you. The validation, the love, the support. For me, just coming, being able to come on here. You know, I've cried on here before. I've fucking freaked out on here before. This is my place to hang out with you guys. This is my place, my safe place, you know? And sure, I've had some bullshit come up and people talk shit and whatever. Hey, you know what? I got to get 20 more haters before the summer, biatch, because that's what fucking Cat Williams said. It's the only... Thing we can do is be our own selves. And you know what helps? Practice saying what you need. You know, when I went off to the lowrider thing the other night with Mama Z, we had originally had been in a car with a couple dudes and they were like gonna drive us downtown. And guess what? I had a bit of a panic. I had like a fucking, I don't feel right in here. I don't feel right in this car. I don't feel right in here. And you know what I said? I said, hey everybody, you know what? Thank you so much for inviting me to this, but I'm feeling a little bit weird, a little panicky right now, and I just have to say, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back upstairs. Maybe I need to eat something, but I have to just, I'm sorry. I appreciate the ride and everything like that. And Mama Z goes, hey, you want me to come up with you, and then we'll take the bus a little bit in a little while? And I said, yeah, okay. And then she said, all right. And then I came back upstairs by myself. I ate a couple pieces of lasagna because I hadn't fucking eaten all day. And I was peaking and I was freaked out and I was having a panic attack. And so when you can sit 
in your body and you can feel how you feel and you know it's it's not anybody else. All these people are here to help. They were giving me a ride. Mama wants to take me to the lowrider thing. But I knew in my heart I wasn't going to be okay if I just kept on going like that, you know? So I took a chance. I took a chance that these motherfuckers not, might not like me or think, who is this bitch that's like getting out of the car? We were going to give her a ride. Who the fuck is so selfish that she's going to fucking leave us? But no, they didn't. They didn't say any of that. You know what they said? All right. And then I got up and I got out of the car and I came back upstairs and I ate my fucking lasagna and I felt better. And then I went down to the lowriders and I saw those handsome ass, sweet, shiny, pimping. And I was rewarded. That's the, so rewarded for being honest, for being vulnerable, I guess, too, because you're like, uh-oh, I could be fucking with the whole plan here. But then I was like, that I'm not that big of a deal. These people don't even know me. I'm just going to get out the car. And they were like, okay. Because we always make shit up in our heads that is so much bigger than what's really going on in the... Because why? Because we were all raised by a bunch of knuckleheads who didn't show up for us when we needed them to soothe us. You know what I'm saying? Like they depended on us to soothe them. That's the shit about the Gen X generation. And I know this whole chat room is packed with Gen Xers. So what's up, you fucking latchkey kids? I love you. That's what happens, though, when you have to watch your own self as a child and show up for yourself as a child and try to fucking make sense of all this craziness as a child. How the fuck am I going to make sense of my mom cursing out the the Red Cross disaster lady because she's going to give her a fucking card to the to the Kmart? How am I going to process that in my little eight-year-old mind? I'm going to just think I'm not allowed to have anything good. <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. How would you go through it? We all have different stories and nobody's is bigger or crazier or wilder. I mean, mine sounds wild, but we all had to go through shit that where we weren't taken care of. And our little, our little babies were in there like, oh shit, mama's mad, papa's mad, you know, auntie's not showing up again, whatever it was. We had to somehow show up for ourselves. So you create these survival mechanisms and you create, you know, addictions. Like I started smoking weed when I was single digit years old. Single digit. Yes. And yes, it was at the house. And yes, it was available. And yes, it was passed to me. I mean, I told you guys my first word as a baby, right? I thought it was like maybe mama or dada. My first word was... Here. I've been told that joke is television ready, so hey. Uh, all right, I guess I'm going a little long today, but I had to give a big tribute to my godfather, David Lander, a.k.a. Squigmon, Squiggy, Squigger, Squigman, son. Um, rest in power. He, he was one of the caretakers that I had who really showed up for me who really made it a point, if we were together, he was there with me, he was present. And he told me stories, and he was honest about things, and he helped me, and he survived, and he, he just is, uh, I, I, I hope he doesn't talk your ear off too much, my little medium friend out there, 
<laughs> but man, you can't stop comics. I see you comics. There's a couple comics in the chat room right now, and you all are doing fucking fabulous, taking on stuff that's you didn't maybe think that you would be doing because you thought, oh, I'm just a comic or I'm just a writer or I'm just an actor. And now in this, you found that like, actually my childhood, childhood dream, like if I were to be, I'm always really honest with you guys, but check this out. My fucking first dream of what, hey Jess, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a DJ and do all the voices. And look, I mean, sure, I'm not on, Celestial radio, celestial radio, Liam. What's it called? I'm not on Sirius, and I'm not on not yet. But you know what? I get to be here with you guys, and I get to feel that validation and that love from my listeners, and I get to tell my stories, and I get to be myself, and you know, I could go on and on, but I've already gone over satellite or celestial radio. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I feel that I am DJing now with my my backup, Sir Garland Jenkins in the background there. Yeah, that's my news guy. But he doesn't like to report the news right now because it's so fucking depressing. So keep your hands to yourself. Uh, really, the three things, right? Healthy, uh, loving, doing something that you love try to have some sort of consistency. That's why I show up because I need the consistency. If you do too, please, I'll see you again here. I'll see you on Friday. I have Shirley. Oh my God. Shirley from Chonilla is coming to talk to me on Friday and I am so excited. Do you listen to Chonilla Network? You should check them out. Canadian uh, interracial couple they're fucking divine. I get to hang with Cheryl on um, Friday. Last week for What's Good with Justwood, that's my interview show on Friday night, I talked to Ratch Goner, uh, a.k.a. Argon Blade, a.k.a. Dirty Bunny. Uh, he and I went to ninth grade together, and he used to call me LL. That was my nickname that he called me. Why did he call me LL? He said, because you could hear your your music blasting from your Walkman, and it was LL Cool J. And I was like, that's right. Walkman, that's right. Tell your age, dinner. Ow. There's a Gen X party in this chat room right now. I hope everyone follows everyone on here. Wow, 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 wow. I love you, Tibby. Eric Deskin, you're killing it out there. Miss J, uh, you know who I'm talking to. I'm sorry if they're hurting your ears. Uh, Liam, Dude, I see you fucking working out, doing your healthy shit. Go for it, boo-boo. You are killing it. Um, listen, I didn't even get to tell you the story about the man who accosted me in the street about my haircut, but guess what? We can look forward to something. We can leave something for next week, or even Friday, I might tell you on Friday. Look at those titties. So beautiful. For gener Generation X, titties are still looking pretty nice. All right, I wore my Icon shirt for my... Uh, my godfather, rest in peace, David Lander. You guys should watch any uh, Laverne and Shirley that has them being wildly inappropriate, which is almost every episode. You can check out Lenny and the Squig Tones. They did a record together. Uh, they, um, 
Used Cars is a great movie from the 80s that the two of them are starring in. Not as Lenny and Squiggy, but they are part of an ensemble cast. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to sit here and give his credits. No, I'm going to go. I appreciate and I love and I, I just, uh, I can't get enough of you in my life. I just can't. So... I wish you another wonderful week or at least a few days till we see each other again on Friday. You know, before quarantine, I used to say, don't fuck anybody you don't love. Don't suck a dick you don't like or lick a pussy you don't like. I think that still is recommended, but now it's even more severe. <laughs> Please just, you know, Squiggy was my godfather. Yes. So I'm giving him a little love and I love you guys. Oh, and uh, okay. Before I go really quick, Support small businesses. Support small businesses. That's hard for me with my lisp. But I am a small business. So uh, share and subscribe to my show. Also, remember, I do have merchandise here. The merchandise that I have, easily distracted is what it says, on t-shirts, tank tops, and boy shorts. Easily distracted. It's a beautiful script. My girl... A tribe called Mel was the artiste. I think I'm wearing the underpants right now. I'm going to flash you my crotch because that's how dedicated I am to this fucking show. Do you understand? Shop small. Oh, God. Does it work? Oh, dear. There it is. Woo, woo, woo. Easily distracted. Ha! <sighs> that was a lot of work, but I don't mind. I will always work for you. <laughs> Um, other great shops to support during all this, uh, Shop Desert Moon, A Tribe Called Mel, uh, Oiled and Whipped, oh God, I can't think of everything, but I'll try to list them on my, uh, thing, Saint Venison, uh, Yvette Brojita, she is, uh, bath products and tarot reads, and if you're anywhere near El Paso, she may meet you outside and do your nails. <laughs> If you're lucky. I am so lucky. Speaking of luck, speaking of blessed, look at this. This is a face that is blessed. So I thank you for being here with me. Take all these love, take all this love, put it in your heart, wrap yourself up, and give yourself big hugs for me, okay? Because I know we can't hug each other. So I'm hugging you from here. All right. I love you. I'll see you Friday, maybe, uh, 530 Pacific, 630 Mountain Time. What? And uh, uh, 8.30 on the East Coast. Okay, that's my armpits. And they're, they're, they're hair-free. I don't know who thinks that I keep the hair there. I, I'm not. Those are the people that raised me. Anyways, I love you. Mwah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. I swear this is it. Damn it, I gotta go. I gotta let you go. You should go now. Okay.